Welcome to the podcast. We're here to entertain and inform a little bit while talking about Digimon. I'm Mark. I run with the will. And I'm Eric Paul for Digimon System Restore. And it's been like, what, a month? Something like that. Three, four weeks, I yeah. think. It, it's kind of nice to have where we have the news to talk about, but we don't have to go. We really need to do this two weeks to make stuff fit. Yeah, there's nothing super... Yeah. There's nothing time-intensive right now. Yeah, it, it, and it's all kind of fun stuff, sort of, this time. Yeah. Which is kind Four of weeks. nice. Four weeks. Yeah, right before recording, um, I, I don't know if you saw it. Did you see the really weird thing about the new Gridman anime? No. All the characters are um, more American-centric Transformers that have been turned into people. Oh. Like, I don't believe it's plot-wise, but if you look at the outfits and everything... They're all from the uh, shattered. Um, I can't remember the term now. Shattered um, glass, the mirror universe transformers. Mm, mm-hmm. But like down to little touches on the outfits and everything. So at first I thought someone was pulling a prank, and then I was looking at the official art. I'm like, no, this stuff's all there. It was really weird. I was gonna say one timing thing. Digimon wise, is we did do the podcast like five days before the. Uh... Part six in theaters. Yeah. Well, we still can talk about it now. If and, I can remember, if I can remember it. Yeah, and I believe, which we'll get to later, the most interesting thing I believe you missed because you were writing a note at the time you had mentioned. Mm. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, there's something that everyone was talking about, and you're like, I didn't notice that at all. I was probably writing. We'll get into that. Yeah. But I have. I have. Oh, I'll, I'll explain why. Yeah. Uh, My logic is. Sound, I believe. Okay, we'll go ahead and get started with the news. So first up, um, we have two more chapters of Digimon Chronicle X. Um, I don't. I'm trying to decide how much I like it. To be honest, well, it's hard to say without yeah. seeing the it, it's, artwork and such. It, it made a lot more sense once we knew exactly what was going on with the virtual pets. Yeah, because yeah, then it because like then it's, it because then it really just turned into oh this isn't really a story story this is yeah, just the explain- tie-in becomes really apparent at the same time it's the most royal knighty thing ever yeah um, like how are we gonna solve this tournament arc yeah uh, we have that translated on the site and it's literally just set up to explain why they're doing the pseudo adventure mode. And like, hey, it, why don't we go from uh, area to area, killing off the uh, yeah. the bosses in each yeah. place? And each area will have one guy standing there to act as the boss for some reason. Yeah, um, it was just funny. And of course, the uh, Jessmon X artwork. We, I mean, we've seen it before. I still think it's just funny they somehow made him Spike Gear. Well, yeah. <laughs> I wonder. If, I wonder if they continue. Are they continuing this Chronicle X? Um, there, or is it, that the, just the setup to? On the page, this page, there is something blanked out for at least one more slot. Okay. Like the. Okay. Now the thing is, is as, as it stands now, that was a glorified yeah. track screen. Yeah. There, there is very clearly something else meant to go there. Okay. I would assume it will show up right around when pre-orders close. And spe- chapter five, and then they yeah, won. Yeah, and speaking of pre-orders, this was—it's fun, I guess. It's never really stopped any of us, has it? That premium Bandai USA finally put up 
a Digimon product, and it's the Digital Monster X. The yeah. problem the problem here is is the shipping cost is so high, it only ends up saving like ten dollars from dealing with an intermediary. Mm. I mean, thirty three dollars shipping's really high. High. Let's see. I mean, I don't expect it. Some people are expecting like complete differences in packaging. I'm not. I think it's going to be exactly the same. Yeah, I, I mean, think so. I mean, and even a few people have chimed in who have, this is coming out of the Singapore office, which is also, I believe, where Premium Bandai Hong Kong ships from. People who mm-hmm. have bought from Premium Bandai Hong Kong have said they've always gotten the exact same thing. They're not expecting okay. any difference. Yeah. Um, At the same time, it's another way to get it. Oh, no. And it's a little bit easier. And that alone makes... Because I know some people just don't want to deal with intermediaries. They're, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, still interesting and a little bit cheaper. I'm hoping we get some of the more eclectic stuff. But I would like it to not affect figures. Because figures, we've actually been really easy to deal with in general. Yeah. Because they just throw them up on Amazon, Crunchyroll, and all for cheap prices. Mm-hmm. And the Digital Monster X news kind of continues. Uh, there was almost no news in the most recent V-Jump, minus a few more Digimon showing up in it. Uh, Metal Greymon and Leomon showing up in the black. Uh, neither one of them showing up is a huge surprise. I kind of like seeing Gromon, though. I don't know why I always forget that he exists as an X-Antibody. Mm. And the fan votes are Minervamon will be in the black, Roto Nightmon will be in the white. I'm still curious to see who else we might see from that fan vote. Mm, yeah. Like, it felt like they were about to tell us that Imperial Jermon was going to be there, don't you think? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they kept stopping to go, and Imperial Jermon's number three. And then they just moved on from it. It was really strange when they did that. Got to find a way to tweak the uh, OT yeah. fans. Yeah. <laughs> that That's kind of been a Toei and Bandai theme as of late, hasn't it? Yep. Yeah. And moving on, they keep throwing um, the Digital Monster X news. Um, they gave out some Digimon information, you know, in a Mon Mon memo. The only real relevant ones were uh, Beelzebubon and Lulimon will be in the X. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they announced some cast and crew comments for the CSA 99. No one that's really surprised, though, but it's, you know, nice to get stuff confirmed for the booklet. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think Chika Sakamoto is going to be the only cast member who shows up for the comments? Oh. Because um, she kind of stands out in that everyone else, it's like, you know, Kakuto's yeah, the director. Like go to. Yeah. Especially the go to cast member, especially when it comes to the, the Digimon side of yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just curious to see who else might show up. And then they, what they really tease, though, and they've been teasing this for a while, is is going over the original planning documents and stuff for the Digivice. Yeah, that's yeah. that could be interesting. Yeah. And really fun is how they show the page and they just blur the shit out of the whole thing. <laughs> they they love doing that in the previews for this stuff. And Monmon Memo kept rolling with new news. Um, the map system works... Kind of basic, but I kind of like how it's done where you kind of just move on to the next Digimon. Sure. But we get the little designs with the numbers and the... Yeah, those are fun. Um, The battle system seemed... I don't know why it seems better than I expected it to be, to be honest. It's... Yeah. I mean, you you have certain expectations, so just to have little extra stuff like the... 
Yeah. Time so you, hits and yeah. So you does. get you get the Zai system, which, as far as I can tell, and I never had a Pendulum X, so s- someone can probably confirm. I think it's just rolling a dice, basically. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was more of a timing thing. Um, I think the Zai system itself—that's where it has the the axe and everything. I think mm-hmm. that is just like a dice roll. Okay. Um, the battle gauge is a timing thing, and they put up a little GIF of it, which was really neat to show how. And that, you know, and that depends on how your attack power ends up, along mm-hmm. with the cut-ins. And they mm-hmm. show the a cut-ins. The cut it like. Uh, I don't know why the Sistermon Seal one just amuses the hell out of me. The look of it, it's like perf- yeah, it's like it's, it's like spiky per- monster, spiky monster, spiky monster, Moe girl. Yeah, but the design is perfect for that resolution. Well, yeah. How many more non-X Digimon do you think we're gonna end up getting? Because they've confirmed two, right? It's Seal and Damemon. They've said. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll end up with more. I could see a few more. Those are yeah. a couple. Th- for those to be the only two would be. Now I get. I think the only question is: is if Sister Mon seals in white, does that mean Dame Mon's gonna be in black? Well, it depends on if there are any other. Additions. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, I still think the funniest one, though, at least for me, is Omega Mon X Anybody. For one reason, when I'm scrolling through the text in Japanese to put up the article, I'm like. Okay, I think that's Metal Greymon. I'm not sure who that is. Okay, that's Sistermon. And oh, look, it's Omegamon. Mm-hmm. Like, it just matched him up perfectly in a hilarious way. <laughs> now, I will say this. Now that they're up for pre-order in the U.S., I'm, like, vaguely tempted to order them, and I don't know why. It, it's just that's- not... That's the advantage of having them available for order in the U.S. Yeah, it's just not my thing, but I'm still sitting there going, eh, maybe I should order it and take a look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we finally get to move away from the ex antibody stuff, for now at least. Um, Digimon Encounters in China will be available on iOS in November. I keep forgetting this exists. Well, we keep And every getting... time I see it, I get jealous, but I keep forgetting it exists. Yeah. And do we have anything else to say about this rather than woo for iOS people in China? I am neither in China nor an iOS person, so no. I, I'm still amused at, um, because uh, some of our uh, people who follow the news from us in China have continued to message saying the game is not good. Oh. It, it, that it's horribly derivative, and they're like, some of the artwork's nice, but the game's just not very fun to play. Hmm. Of course, the problem is, is that could just be the people who don't like it messaging. It could be an amazing game for all we know. We will probably never really know. If you're in China, drop us a line. Yeah, and we still and I mean that that's how like weird and eclectic Bulkoman was originally. He was in he was in the pendulums and people didn't notice because people were doing the um, where you can do the um, you can press the buttons in such a way to make stuff come up. Oh yeah. Uh, but because no one was looking at the Japanese spellings, they just thought it was someone else. Mm. It was only after they announced it for the game that people looked again and was like, oh, he's in the V-Pet, and I still don't think we know how to unlock him yet, either. <laughs> They'll probably give us that code at some point. That makes me kind of wonder if it will sort of um, expand outside of China, because kind of what's the point of putting him there if 
you know, it's a Digimon that doesn't mean anything to anyone who'd have it. Yeah, like, it's weird to have localized exclusive Digimon. Like, you can only get this Digimon in this not yeah. very good, apparently, mobile yeah. game. Well, I will say this. At some point, they will announce another card set, and I am sure he will be included. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nothing else to say about Encounters other than, yeah, if, if you're in China and you've played it, tell us your thoughts on it, because we don't know. And moving on to another game where we sort of kind of don't know. Hey, some Rearize updates based around everyone's favorite character, Lopmon. Lots of Lopmon. Yeah. Can I just say I love that render they chose where it's just like Lopmon standing there looking sort of nonplussed? Mm-hmm. And like, I'm going to jump on your shoulder. Because yeah. Lopmon's in the intro to the game, but hasn't been in the game as far as I know. Okay. And now they're doing the story where some people thought it would be Chihiro's partner. Apparently, it just it's a Lopmon that shows up in the rain. Those turn into partnerships. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, they announced Lopmon's actress, who's Nan- Nanami Yamashita. Now that I think about it, this sort of happened between in a, in a hacker's memory, but with uh, Inspector Date yeah. with, and Lotmon, <laughs> they sort of ended up in a partnership by accident. So, so what you're saying is, is they're just copying Lotmon again? Lotmon just finds Lop- its way yep. into random partnerships yeah. wherever it goes. Yeah, and they're giving away the shikishis from Twitter. Although I, uh, yeah, that's done at this point. You could argue Lotmon and Tamers applied the Yeah, did too. that. And Lotmon and O and Lotmon and O two didn't have a fine time of it either. Lotmon and Cross Wars didn't Lop- have a good Yeah. <laughs> Lotmon L- and Cross Wars. Well it it, it 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 became partners with a lot of yeah. itself. And Lotmon Lop- tragically. Lotmon didn't even get to show up in O two. Lotmon is like advertised as part of O two and never appeared. Oh, what you mean the movie poster? <laughs> no, not just in the movie poster, like they they include yeah, Lotmon yeah. as an O2 Digimon, but it never appeared. It's just sort of included because we all know that's what it was at. I was told, I was told there'd be no hurricane touchdown discussion in this podcast. <laughs> hey, I can't always just bring up how much I hate it. I occasionally have to talk about it fairly. <laughs> hey, it comes up occasionally, and um, I mean, not much else to talk about. It feels like at some point we're going to get this, though, right? Oh, yeah. I got to think so. Once Link starts to play itself out. So what you're saying is, is any time from a week after Link's came out to... What I was saying was I gave you the perfect segue and you blew right past it. No, because Link's is not... We both stopped playing it after a week. I had to avoid the segue and talk about it instead. But I will go ahead and move on. To Lynx is one year old. I know and, some people who are still playing Lynx. Oh no, I know some people are, but I believe you and me both stopped literally like a week into it. Yes, totally. Yeah, I, I will say though the uh, um, the one year anniversary stuff is all very nice. Um, yes. There's the one. There's the they're calling it the friends campaign, basically where points add up, and at the end everyone gets a bunch of stuff. The social media campaign, which, as far as I know, someone pointed out just from the English page, we blew past what it was needed weeks ago. Funny how that works. Yeah. Um, the Digi Stones have to do with logging in. Mm-hmm. The vouchers people have been earning. I've logged in and nabbed a few. 
And the oddest one, though, is is the half-price um, Seven Great Demon Lords. Like it, it doesn't feel like that's the natural choice of Digimon to pick for like the one-year anniversary special. Happy birthday, have a Demon Lord. Yes, especially since like they're real, they're really going hardcore on like Adventure O2 and Tamers for general marketing for Links. Couple of the demon lords show up in those. Yeah, Daemon and Beelzebubon. Yeah, but even then, like the market, it, it's seven great demon lords. But even then, the marketing for it is just Beelzebubon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so those are fifty percent off. You know, you can use the free points on them also. But yeah, Links has been. It's actually done rather well. I'm not a fan of it. I, you, I know you aren't either. But there's nothing. Bad it's that showed up. Not, yeah, it's just not not my style yeah. of game. Yeah, I, I would rather get rearized because I would just blow through the story content and then ignore it. Right. Well, if they keep on, you know, if they keep staggering out the yeah. timing of each story, it's hard to blow through it. But yeah, well, I mean, that's blow, a, that's, a, that's a good strategy. Yeah. But I mean, blow through what's available, and then a month later, I will play for one hour to do the new story and then move on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. The game stuff's all been relatively positive, and then we have uh, more details for Survive from the extended interview. Is it weird, or did it feel like this is kind of added to negativity about it? Did it? I, uh, I mean, I didn't I mean, see anything in here that made me go, mm, not so sure about this. Well, in the sense of, like, everything here was, I mean, it was obviously all expanded on stuff from before. Yeah, there's nothing. But but, but then but then we get stuff like they're talking about basically how basic the game is in a way that doesn't feel good. I don't. I, I don't consider that necessarily a bad thing. I think you might be disappointed if you're looking for something, you know, you know, a, compl- a, a, a complex gaming experience. I, but as far as a as far as a Digimon game, especially one that's trying to attract fans of adventure no i i demographic i don't think having a a super complex system is going to be no i i do agree i do agree on that but it feels like they've talked a little bit too much about the about how simple everything is like when you're talking about it being a srpg and you're talking about how simple and traditional it is it almost makes it sound like they're just not doing much with it and that kind of i don't know I mean, it is it is a new genre for the fandom. Yeah. So it that doesn't it doesn't alarm. I mean, they might be trying to ease yeah. people into it. Like, you know, you don't want to throw somebody into this thinking this is going to be some sort of a, a experience that they're not going to be familiar with. They're not going to be comfortable with. Normally, so you want to you want to get the elements in there. Normally, I would too many tricks. Normally, I'd agree with that. Minus that they start talking about how they want this to be the third. You know pillar of the games and everything they want this to be a series going forward and if it, it and you know i know to a degree that's just kind of producer speak yeah it just feels but weird even, that, but even then if they plan on doing that then perhaps future games could yeah. add more complexities to it yeah hopefully it is weird though that the more we go on the more they're like explicitly trying to connect this to adventure yeah and we've talked about the you know the parallels between yeah. this feeling like an adventure style of story, so they've noticed that too. Well, more than that, they've specifically said that they've talked to Kakado for his input. Mm-hmm. So in that, like, 
I mean, it makes sense to do. It just feels weird that they're doing it so explicitly because, like, you could argue Cyber Sleuth sort of has vague connections theme-wise to something like Savers or Tamers, Mm -hmm. but they never really discussed it. Right. Here, they're literally saying, yeah, the person most people associate with adventure we've gone to. And it's interesting to see. Um, I would like them to stop pretending like they're not doing four pathways. Oh, yeah. Where they keep going, yeah, we're doing three, but we're considering a fourth. Wink. Maybe. Yeah. Wink. Just tell us there's three plus an extra one. Yeah. Stop. That, pre- that, that, that reminds me of those tokabons where it's like, we might show the first five minutes of the next try movie. Yeah, and it literally happened consistently every time. Oh, yeah, every, every single... Like, yeah. You knew they would. Yeah. But, yeah, I just just tell us it's three plus one. Don't tell us it's three and one more if we can. They, they've told us the game's only, like, 30% complete. If you're telling us that now, you've already written it up and know what it's yeah. going to be. Yeah. But, you know, going back to the adventure thing, I, I think that just getting adventure fans into something that isn't adventure has occasionally been a chore, for uh, for Digimon, so I think that this trying to go no really if you liked adventure you will enjoy this game isn't the worst marketing no, strategy. I, I I don't disagree, but I wonder if there's a bit of a loophole in it this time. Like if someone only wants adventure type stuff, and let's say they don't even want to give say Tamers a chance because it's not adventure, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pointing to survive and going, hey look, it's just adventure but aged up doesn't really push them more into looking at other stuff. It's just, hey, look, it's a slightly different version of adventure. Like, even when you're looking at the characters and the partners, everything feels a little bit adventure Yeah. But that wasn't something you necessarily got with Tamers. Yeah. Like when, and when, when Tamers came out, everyone was so hyped. Well, no, 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 no. What I, getting off of the yeah, hype. Yeah, but what I mean... But what I still kind of wanted adventure so tamers wasn't necessarily what they were looking for yeah. at the time but what i mean is is like let's look at say cyber sleuth a, a lot of people who weren't necessarily interested in the brand for years were very interested by cyber sleuth we saw lots of articles about it when it was coming out and they never went past that one game even to hacker's memory they tried cyber sleuth and that was it so i guess my concern is is what's the point of doing something of interest specifically to adventure fans when that's kind of already taken care of. You know what I mean? I think that I think going even closer into adventure into that adventure style of story is potentially more fruitful. But I guess question is, but what I can do that because cyber sleuth wasn't really anything close to an adventure style story. Like people gave it a chance because it was more, this is a Digimon game that's not for kids. But I guess or this but is a Digimon I, game with some interesting story elements or interesting characters and stuff like that, and it might be worth checking out. I guess my I question though really is really tying into that. Really tying into that, you liked adventure. You might like survive for the same reasons you liked adventure. Maybe which I don't think you can really say about Cyber Sleuth. No, no, no. I completely agree on that. I just more mean my concern is is like you and me both like adventure a lot. Mm-hmm. We're taking care like there's no end of adventure stuff for us. Yeah. But so what I'm saying is is if someone likes adventure, they don't necessarily need the game to look more at the brand, is what I mean. Like if someone only wants adventure stuff, does the game really add anything other than it's adventure and they're vaguely suggesting 
vague violence. It's it's a game, yeah. is what I would say to that. Because but you the know, th- they might look at they might look at try, they might look at the news stories, they might not go past that. You know, they may have given Cyber Sleuth a try, they might not have, yeah. but you know, something that's you know, even more adventure than Cyber Sleuth in a game format. Why not just do that though? Because the PSP game was done when the PSP was basically done. It was basically one more use of an engine. If they want to do an adventure game, wouldn't it almost make more sense to have just remastered that game for modern systems? I don't think that would have been a bad idea. I, mean, I think and, that the I and, think the work to remaster it might have been a bit of a challenge simply because getting that experience going like you'd almost have to try to get all the voice actors back together which would be pretty difficult but what i mean is is they but they did that already not for i mean for what for try because they didn't no 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 no, no. for the adventure game i'm saying that i mean i mean a dub see i i don't think that'd be that hard to actually do to be honest because one a good chunk of the cast came back for try anyways you could throw them in the booth have them read off the lines and if necessary, get replacements for whoever. Yeah. Or you could always just do it sub-only. And just do it as a I digital think, release. I don't think sub-only would work. I'm, a, I'm not saying that'd be smart. I'm not saying that'd be smart. I'm saying it could be done, though. But I don't think it would be that hard to grab people and throw them in the booth to do it. Because most of them came back anyways. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think for a video game, that would be a bit more intensive than what oh, they did for trying. Oh, oh, it would be, but it's still getting them back, and I think most of them you probably could. I mean, we kind of deviated from Survive, but I think it is a real question of what is Survive supposed to be, and I'm still not sure we know, to be honest. I guess that's... I mean, I'm, I'm still excited for it, and I oh, didn't no, see anything there that made I, me I, I, excited. I'm excited for it, too. I just kind of wish we knew more solidly what was going on because it feels like the more they talk about it, the more it sounds like they're almost downplaying it. That's my only concern. Hmm. Yeah. Do we have anything else to say about Survive for now? Not. Uh, I think that covered a lot of ground. Actually. Yeah. That's pretty... That was a good discussion. Yeah. On to figures. Um, the... Digivolving Spirits, Utler Kabu Terimon came out. Um, I did scans and a few photos. May has sadly admitted it's the best um, Digivolving Spirit so far. Better than her beloved Diablomon. And mm. it really does just look amazing from every angle. Everything's perfect. Even the little fla- even the little um, quotes they've put on the flaps before, mm-hmm. it literally has him saying Koshirohan on the flap. Aww. And it's just, it's perfect, and I, these have all been, like, at this point, I feel like the worst has probably been Anjuamon, but that's mostly just because the bar has been set obscenely high on these. Mm Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we talked about this one last time, but we've gotten a lot of Black War Greymon detail since then, haven't we? Yeah. Um, They're just trying to, they're trying to get this one Get this one through here. Yeah. Premium Bandai put up pre-orders, and you know the color comparison. Like it is kind of amazing when you look and you realize just how many colors they've changed. Yeah, like the only things that look identical to me when he's at War Greymon are the claws, the silver claw, the the Dramon destroyers. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. Like, even the grays and silvers are completely different, and it just looks f- weird and fantastic, and I am really looking forward to it, especially since U.S. pre-orders are already open. Mm-hmm. And it's nice and not super expensive. $65 isn't bad for yeah, it. Yeah, that's really reasonable. Like, yeah. that's what I've seen. I think it might be even a little cheaper than what I've seen than going for it uh, when I saw them at conventions. Yeah. And they've and oddly, like, we don't normally get the previews this quickly. They started giving us a preview of the box art. <laughs> and I like how they point out where it's specifically made in the opposite direction. Yeah. So you can face off Wargreymon, Black Wargreymon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the little Black Agumon looks... Fa- I don't know why I love the look of this so much. Yeah, the Black Agumon impressed me more than I expected it to. Well, I, the other impressive thing is, is, if you look, it's the almost the same pose as the promo shot they've done for both Agumons. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I'm so amused at that fact. It's just... Because he keeps adding touches from the toys to the art. Mm-hmm. And that one specifically, I just really like. Like, I, I think a lot of people will be posing the War Greymon and the Black War Greymon, as you said, you know, opposite each other. But yeah. I do really want to see a picture of the Agumon and Black Agumon next to each other, because I think that would look really cool, too. Yeah. And they, and oddly, in the same article, they showed us a revised version of the art where he cleaned it up a bit and it just really does look amazing. Mm hmm. It's a bit of a wait, though. I mean, the U.S. release is in May. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, that's a bit of a wait, but considering the amount you save over using an intermediary, that's not bad. Yeah. Especially since it's not that much of a wait, because it ships in late March in Japan. Mm-hmm. Another thing about the nice thing about May is it's also the start of convention season. Any any convention out there with, with Bandai boots probably will have these. Yeah. Well, because Bluefin also provides a lot of stock to stores specifically for those events, so those will be all over the place. for sure. Um, And continuing figures, um, Capsule Mask at 6 is releasing in January, which is... I like that these keep going on. I like that the choices of the Digimon they select are so interesting. Yeah. Uh, This one's weird, though, because there are no uh, um, child or lower levels in this one. Right. Yeah. So we have I keep forgetting uh, what I forget keep forgetting Giramon's level. So we have Centaurumon, Unimon, Dromojamon, Giramon, and Andromon. Giramon I, I keep I keep forgetting Giramon exists. Yeah, Gir Giramon, I looked at him like, oh wait, maybe the when I was writing the article initially, I looked at Giramon I'm like, oh, maybe there is a child level here. It goes and looks no, it's like Oh no, yeah, that's I think he's perfect actually. Oh really? Okay. I think I could be misremembering. He shows up so little; it's hard to remember anything yeah, about. Yeah, I him. think I, re- I remember him from like one episode. Yeah, so those will be in January. Um, that was the was that the France episode? I don't. Maybe? I or? don't remember to be honest. He's one of those Digimon who shows up so rarely. You all, you basically forget he exists, even when you're talking about stuff he's in. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, these look nice, but that's what's that's what's fun about these. Like these, a lot of these. Capsule mascots have been just one, sh- you know, if you remember them from the anime, they're typically just one-shot villains. Yeah. You know, and just show up for one episode and die. And speaking of capsule mascots, I mean, we've known about this for about two months now, but the premium ones, I mean, damn, does the Blitz Greymon look nice. I mean, 
I mean, they're, they're, it really looks nice. And I, I will say, though, I think the standout's probably Marimon. Yeah. I mean, like... The, the, that, it's, that, that's a lot of extra design for Marimon that they didn't need to do. Yeah, like the texture work. Yeah. The, the color, I mean... Just the, the scar, the, the shading in there. If it looks half as nice as this, I'll be surprised. Because they always look nicer in the, the press photos. Yeah. I mean, if it looks half as nice as the subject. And unfortunately, May's not here to comment on Erdramon. Erdramon looks downright simple compared to the other two. Uh, th- that's what I thought at first. I started looking at stuff like the wings. And you uh, can it's see fine. Like if if it was if that was the first one that comes like th- if that's the first one you click on and look at, you're gonna go, "That's a nice figure." Yeah. And then the other two will just blow you away. Yeah. yeah. And how do you feel about them throwing in the five from the normal ones, so you get a full evolution line? I don't know why, but I love that. See, I keep looking at the Blitz Greymon figure, and I just keep thinking, "Damn, this really looks nice." Like, I remember when they first announced they were doing the bigger Metal Greymon, and we are all like, wow, that really looks impressive compared to the rest of them. And Blitz mm-hmm. Greymon just blows everything away. Yeah. Um, the price isn't bad. I mean, it's about $45. That's not bad for eight figures, five of which we can price out to about $15. Mm-hmm. And the teaser for Wave 2... I mean, the problem with them using the Bandai artwork is there's no doubt who these three are at all. Yeah. I mean, the hardest one to recognize is Kress Garumon, and that's yeah, Kress Garumon. I didn't catch, but Kress Garumon's another one that I don't always. It's not always top of consciousness. And the funny part is, is um, we don't have a translation for the Kenshi Watanabe interview they did. But if you look, there's actually a uh, image of a figure that they don't mention anywhere else. In the, you can see it's a photo of the uh, Merciful Mode figure, mm. which we mused might be part of this, anyways. Which we uh. still don't technically know, but it feels like, considering he has a giant printout next to him in the photos, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and guess that that will be Wave Three. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just clicked on the interview. Yeah, but, but like, it's not even a small picture. Mm-hmm. It, it is like... It is like a poster print of the same... Fo- yeah. Of, yeah. So hopefully we get an interview, a uh, translation of the interview. He apparently says that of the capsule mascots, his favorite is Numamon because it comes with the little poop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, these are nice. The price... Isn't bad. I hope they continue to include um, the additional figures in future waves if they keep the price up. Mm-hmm. I w- I'm curious to see exactly what they include for Crest Groomon. So, yeah. Because I think they would use, what, Metal Mamemon? Out of the perfects available? I think that's the most mm. likely. Mm. So we will see. And away from figures... um. This is kind of a neat surprise. Uh, uh, Michihiku Ota is doing a benefit concert in November. But it is like at a small, like, personal type venue 
when I was trying to make sure I was spelling stuff about the venue right, I actually saw a layout of the place, you know, for per- ticket purchases. Mm-hmm. There are not a lot of seats at this place. It is like a very fancy, small place. Like, there's maybe 35 seats. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's doing a bunch of Digimon songs that, in some cases, he helped. He didn't necessarily sing. He helped yeah, write or play. See that. So it kind of makes you wonder who else might be showing up. Because it feels like there's a few... And, sig- an Endless Tale is hard to do alone. Yeah. So it will be... In- like... The... the- <laughs> I mean, we all know, who, like, I feel like Miyazaki yeah, I, yeah, Ayumi's but... the one who some of these songs really d- do suggest quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So we will see. Um, but yeah, ticket concerning the ticket prices end up translating out to about $30. That's... Yeah. If, a, yeah. Yeah. For it, a small it, event, that seems really good. Yeah. If you're going to be in Japan around there, I would nab the tickets because, like, I, I, there, are, if you even look up, uh, clips on youtube of people playing this place it is a small place it this is like almost like a fancy dinner club type place yeah um so yeah that'll be interesting i kind of hope anyone we know ends up going just so we can hear about it and the, moving on from that the next one's just fun um a bunch of Digimon artwork from Naoko Akamine, who mm-hmm. did the app, did the Atmon and Hacker's Memory manga. These um, are beautiful. Yeah. Because um, I've actually messaged him to get his permission to post them because he specifically asks people not to. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, all he wanted was to make sure his name was attached to it. And he seemed happy with how happy people looked over these. And uh, it, it's just, it, they all look amazing. It's fun. It also goes beyond adventure and Atmon too. Yeah, like we like, get. I love that there's tamers and frontier stuff in here. The frontier one I really like because it has like a comic manga paneling, and he yeah. draw he draws that fancy F. Yep. The, the... But then in a lot of them, he does like representative style artwork of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there's the the Okinawa style Sora and Piyomon, which is nice. Yeah. Or like he does the all, of the all of the adventure ones seem to have this butterfly thing going on. Yeah, well, it makes sense. Oh, it totally. Yeah, nice but, little consistent yeah. touch there. Yeah, of course the best one, and he like he vaguely suggests that he decided to ask if he could do them first was all the Atmon ones, mm-hmm. and those are clearly the ones where like you can tell he's putting in tons of effort. <laughs> I mean, I also they have this nice consistent theming theme between them. Haru, Eri, and Astra. Yeah. yeah. The funny part is, is I keep forgetting Aerie has glasses, so every time I look at it, I go, oh, why is she wearing goggles? And then I, you know, zoom in, it's like, <laughs> oh, wait, glasses. She could be a goggle girl. Yeah. But I like how they have the um, the app icons as the stained glass. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, this just all looks really, really great. I mean, and you know, at some point I'm going to go through, see what else he's, you know, if he's done anything else and update them. Mm-hmm. And of course, the first one, the adventure one, he did before he worked on the brand officially. That one was from when Atmon was about first announced, so probably before he ever knew he was going to be working on it. Oh. Which is just a nice touch. Yeah. I do hope we get more of these, though. But talk about artwork. 
we're starting to get more battle spirit stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So first up, um, the Duke Mon and Beelzebubon artwork. I mean, <laughs> I think these are the same. This is the same artist, don't you think? Like, the, oh, yeah, the style looks yeah. similar. The backgrounds, I think so. Yeah, the backgrounds are kind of inverted in style off each other. And then we get to see um, Duke Mon Crimson mode from the poster and the packaging, and we got to see a few other cards. The weird thing about the Takato one, like just looking at it, mentally I know it's new art, but it feels like it's old art. It's just the tiniest shot of Takato, so it's kind of hard to tell. Oh, them. yeah. But like yeah. it's one of those where I know it's new, but it feels old. Mm-hmm. And well, it's it's like all the Digimon are so stylized that when you yeah Takato, it's just yep, it's Takato. Yeah, and of okay. course the weird one was when I was writing stuff. It's like okay, there's the Takato card, a DR card, a red card, card. You know, I'm thinking how to write it out so it doesn't sound weird. Red card, card. Yeah, and am I wrong or is that just like a really basic CGI render of the red card, just angled slightly? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It would have been nice if it had been like, you know, have Rookie slashing a red, a really obvious red card or something. Well, they only slashed the red card once. I know, but, but... That was that big, big but, four idiots standing around in a circle scene. Yeah, but you can, ha- you can do the art of one of, you know, one of them just holding out the D-arc and just the card flying by or something. Yeah. You don't have to just have it be the card sitting there slightly angled. Mm. Um, and I know I mentioned it, but damn, that Crimson Mode art looks nice. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things this where... Is... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, this is Yeah, this is just like a... This just helps stay hype with me. It doesn't really increase or decrease my hype for this set. It just maintains. Can we point out that my favorite thing about the packaging is, is while they use like a Detamer-style font for the name, it mm-hmm. doesn't say Digimon Tamers anywhere on it. But it does say Digimon Adventure. <laughs> they yeah. gotta be consistent. Yeah. I will say this the artwork for Crimson Mode is so nice that sometimes when I'm looking at it, I'm sitting there going, maybe that's a CGI render. Oh. Like it's not, but it looks so. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It looks so clean. And, you know, that's gonna be out um, November 24th. The card numbers are almost identical to um, the O2 tri-set. Okay. Uh, I think there's one more campaign card or something along those lines. But yeah, that will be nice. Um, I'm really looking forward to when they start posting all the artwork. And I, have oh, to, yeah. and I have to make that ludicrous post where every day I'm just updating with stacks of cards and you just end up mm-hmm. with like a page of cards. And I um, get to click on them and drool. Yes, I'm looking... I we those should start soon since I assume they're going to do them again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that will be nice. Do you think this does well enough that they move on to Frontier? Hmm. I hope. I hope so. Because I hope so. Like, like, I mean, I, like this is because this is more. This feels more season independent for me. Like it's not so much about the popularity of a season, although I'm sure it has some influence on it. Because the artwork is just so good. Like, yeah. I don't care how good friend, good or bad Frontier was or how excited I am about Frontier. I want to see cool artwork of the Frontier Digimon. Here is my only demand. Do not make Suzanumon the XX rare card. Bokumon and Naimon. 
in a single card. <laughs> Have that be the ultimate card. The ultimate, the, the ultimate stylized Bokumon, Bokumon and Naimon art. Like, I want to see Bokumon and Naimon drawn like that. Yes, I, I really do want. I really do want that, and I really am looking forward to seeing what else we might get because. I mean, there's obvious. Yeah, I, just want, I just want Art of Name on doing anything. I mean, there's obvious stuff like Savers and Cross Wars, but what sure. about what about doing like a manga set where yeah. you do stuff that's specific to the mangas? Yeah. Uh, the art looks nice, and we'll see more of it. But we get to go back to adventure now. Adventure is featured in two different Toei calendars. Oddly similar, like it's not similar visually but like the flying through the air is used for both yeah it's it's very old school artworks the style yeah. like it looks like a calendar you would find a, a, like a good calendar not the one though not the ones we're getting this year over here but you know the artwork is like i could have seen that being in being on the calendar in 2000 yeah yeah there's not really much more to say about it rather than i mean it looks nice Mm-hmm. Um, I w- do wish that like the weird Agumon on the cover of the first calendar wasn't like that because oh, I don't yeah. know what the hell's going on with that artwork hmm. it's, and I believe the Tai Chi on the cover for both of them is the same mm, rotated maybe yeah yeah but, yeah. Th- I mean that's that's all we have to say about the calendars I mean if you import them that's nice. I don't think we have anything else to say about them, though. I yeah, I have I have plenty of yeah. calendar options. Hey, the escape room is open, and people seem to be having fun failing it. Oh yeah, I haven't heard anything about the how the process of it. So uh, my understanding is it's a relatively standard escape room, but there is some video stuff which has not been leaked yet. Yeah, um, but we'll see. The interesting yeah. thing is, is uh, everyone who tries gets a sticker. <laughs> I don't know why I like the stickers; it's just amusing. I, uh, I, I find the stickers, re- yeah, they amuse me. <laughs> I don't necessarily find them interesting. It's like it's so the pictures are so generic on eight of the nine of yeah. them. So um, then the coaster and straw clips, and the custom menu is just getting those with drinks. Yeah. There is no specialty menu. Yeah, yeah. And then there's can badges, which I still don't. Quite like I like that there's the art with them. I still don't quite get them. Mm-hmm. Like I suppose if I was in school and you know Pep was putting them on a backpack or something, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Eta bags are a thing now, so yeah. But that's open. Um. So yeah, that I mean, I think May's kind of sad because she's gonna be going like right around wet, right a bit after it closes. Uh. Because it closes December 9th. I believe she's going there like on the 15th. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, hopefully. Yeah the, yeah, the room is, it's, it's, it's one I really want more details for, even though the, it's probably just as simple as yeah. it sounds. I will say, regardless, uh, like we all knew Chika Sakamoto was going to be Agabon. I'm so amused that they got Harada to be the narrator. Because that just fits so well with it being adventure. Yeah. Probably string up the uh, original last episode music. And next up is something I think we actually mused on this a few months ago. About 
how would they do a pop-up shop with nothing to actually advertise for? And the answer was not only yes, the answer was, was it looks amazing. Yeah. It's ha- Halloween advent. It, the theme is adventure Halloween. The artwork is, am, am I wrong saying this is the best we've gotten so far from these? Um, it's hard to, it's hard for me to compare, you know, going back to adventure age versus try age, but I do love how all of this artwork, the, it really draws you back to their season one personalities. Yeah. Like you get so used to seeing them, you know, for years in their O t- in, you know, their O2 personalities and how they've grown since then. And their tri personalities where there's another evolution. This is right back to their season one personality. Yeah, like I mean, you can look at Mimi hugging Palmon and, and Takeru and go, Oh yeah, that's how and, they used to don't, be. And don't forget Remember the mo- when they were kids. And don't forget the most important thing. Hikari wearing the corpse of a friend. Again. <laughs> Again. Hikari Hikari is Wizardmon in both adventure and tri costumes. That has me a little bit concerned. She she, <laughs> she she has some problems to work out here. She has odd hobbies. I mean, I assume that that's not the actual corpse of Wizardmon. She probably got someone to stitch that together. You can commission those. Yeah, but still, imagine going to the effort going, so I have this dead friend. Could you stitch? And, sti- it's, doing could it, you- and the, it's, doing, it's doing it twice that concerns Well, here's the, here's the thing. We're assuming she only did it twice. If she did it twice, she probably did it in the O2 years. We just haven't seen it yet. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, and, man. <laughs> doing it every year she is. There's only two. She's, she's Wizardmon, and she just does the costume a little differently every I, year. I will say this. In the artwork, there's only two characters who feel out of place to me. Agumon and Gabumon. Yeah, they're just sort of... It feels, like, it feels like they were both drawn, knowing that they were going to be at the bottom around the logo. Mm-hmm. So rather than doing anything interesting, they're just both going. Eee! I hope I hope one year Hikari does the um, the Gajinka Wizardmon from the Cross Wars manga. That'd be a nice. That would be a good way to switch it up. Maybe <laughs> that's what she did know too. I don't know why the Takaru with the the candy bucket makes me so happy. I like that Takaru is Monzaimon in this one, and Mimi is Waru Monzaimon in the Tri costumes. Yeah. I will say Mimi is also where one of the only art issues for me pops up. Palmon looks way too tiny to, to me. Yeah, Palmon's a little plushy yeah. in that instead yeah. of... And, and the stores are open and they showed us the products. Um, first up, the acrylic, sta- the acrylic stands are back and everyone seemed really excited that they're like still doing these. Yeah, I could get in on one this of those. Is, this is only like, what, the second time they've done them, I think? I feel like they've done it a maybe more than twice but not not it's not a it's not an every time it's only been two or three times i I think what happened was they did like different sets last time Mm -hmm. um then we have the keychains with the art which again the art just looks nice um the clear file which i don't know why i always feel like i should care about these when i don't i i've got like two clear files for Digimon now and it's like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Then we have the can badges, which also there's includes... Only so, there's only so many things you can do with a clear file. Like, they don't fit anywhere and you only need so many for actual functionality. Yeah. Then we have the can badges, which also include new can badges of the triart. Yeah. I hope that it doesn't dilute... It, it, the one concern I have is it dilutes your chances if you only want the new art. Like, if you've already got the Halloween set... Yeah, but, it, it but, th- but this is to get the uh, 
get get the get the triart again if you want the new kids. Yeah, but you can also sort of think of this as a new set of seventeen because the backgrounds are matched up and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not here for the backgrounds. Um, then we get the wrapping cloths for bentos, which these are just really these Have make they me done sm- these before. I don't. I think they've done similar style things, but none as nice as this. This okay. just makes me smile yeah, like looking these, at them. These look really good. Yeah. Um, socks. I don't know. Like, I, I laugh every time I see the socks. Am I wrong, or is it one sock of each? Oh, like, like it. Like I didn't it, notice that. If that was, that would be like yeah. it. Like visually, it looks like you get two of each sock, but they. But they say you get, you know, an Agumon and a Tailmon pair. Tailmon pair. But does that mean a pair of each or one of each? Because in the photo, it looks like two socks. Uh, Like two of each, I mean. Someone buy these fucking socks and tell us. We need to know. Um, Then there's the... For For the price, I think it would be two pairs, Ben. I don't know. It's like $10 for, you know, custom anime socks. I wouldn't be shocked if that's only one pair. I mean, it's weird, but price-wise, that wouldn't shock me. Mismatched socks are... People are okay with mismatched socks yeah. these days. Uh, then there's the little pouch, which... I, I, the artwork in Silhouette looks... Uh, the best one in Silhouette is Sora's. Well, Sora's just the best one overall, so... Yes. Um, I mean, if we're just gonna... If we're gonna talk about best ones, it's just always going to be Sora. Then can we talk about the completely does not match the theme, like, weird, fancy artist rendering of the train car that looks so weird but like it doesn't fit the theme which kind Not of a, weirds me out oh no it's it the art style is just different too well it almost feels kind of like a uh like a child doing bob ross <laughs> well doesn't it no it's sort of <laughs> it's it's just it's mo- it's not that it, it's not bad but it doesn't match the theme which kind of confuses me a bit I could see that as a face towel, it's kind of weird. Like I could see putting that on a big canvas or something yeah. and putting that in the yeah. above your couch, but a face towel. And most importantly, cushions. Egg cushions. Yes. Yeah. But the best part is they specifically note the front is just the egg. The back is where you see the Digimon. And I so don't there's know. There's no why... question about whether you get a pair of these. Yes. On this one. Yeah, you, you get, get one. Yeah, and you'll like it. If you could, if you were only gonna get one of these, which would you get? I feel like I would get Tokemon. Uh, yeah, Tokemon. Yeah, I think I'm with Tokemon. <laughs> it's either Tokemon or uh, or Plotmon, and I think Tokemon's the winner here. here. Like I, I want Cormon, but Cormon looks too angry for a pillow for me. Yeah, Sunamon's too mischievous. Like I feel like that's a you're gonna it's gonna be a tack on it or something. Now going back now okay now back to doesn't quite fit the theme. The drawstring bag used the artwork from the theme, but doesn't it feel more like it's a party theme? Yeah, a little. Oh, the yeah, yeah. for all the designs elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, like it. You it uses the stuff. it uses the Halloween art, but the actual theme of the bag does not scream Halloween to me. No. And then, uh, I mean, presumably you'd be using that beyond just Halloween. So yeah, that the I st- guess. Now the stationary set is weird in that it kind of does try to match the theme because it has the little pump on, um, thing on the back. Yeah, it also has a a witch's hat on a. Isn't that on? Yeah, 
That's kind of nice. I like that. Yeah, yeah. What's and, the ninth one? Uh, I believe it's uh, Pico Devimon. Okay. I believe that's who it's supposed to be. And then we have a spiral notepad, which uses the silhouette. And I don't know why the front looks so perfectly Halloween-y with like the orange background. Mm-hmm. It feels weird as a spiral notebook, but it works. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, see now, here's one of the things that it's very strange to us, but my understanding is it's rather normal is the character masking tape. Yeah, no, that's a that's a new thing that's that's coming out yeah. like everywhere. So, yeah. and they do last even... week. Last week I got a last week we did a thing at work and I ended up getting a a roll of uh, Cubs duct tape. So <laughs> I have no idea how I'm supposed to use that. Yeah. But and they do adve- they do adventure and try tape here is is a thing. Yeah. The try thing is that's not the Halloween designs. No, that that's kind of odd. Yeah. Not the Halloween not the Halloween designs and I don't see Mako in there either. It's just they're just going with the 8 on that one with their crests, which is a good reason to not include Mako. Yeah. Yeah, you they never really figured out what to do. I believe the one time um they did like characters and they also came with stickers of their crest. I believe Mako got the Tri logo. Okay, we, yeah. Yeah, we, that, that sounds right. Yeah. Um and now I have one of these and I think May has one uh new versions of the color changing mugs which are just amusing. Mm-hmm. I like we've those. Got many, we've got too many mugs in the house for yeah. me to be tempted by a yeah. a Digimon one. And then the really weird stainless steel water bottle. Which uses the artwork from um, the Kitty Land collaboration, but with Halloween theming added to it. Yeah, it's a yeah. weird way to bring that back yeah. around. And then they use different art from a different Kitty Land collaboration for the um, chain keychains. Where it also has the egg theming. I don't know, I like that, but it doesn't. Like, does it feel like they only chose to do that because they're in costume? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, we need. It's like, hey, they're they're costumes. Yeah. And then nothing. Like they're they're dressing up as their partners for Halloween. Yeah. And nothing to do with Halloween, but I don't. I kind of love these metal keychains. Nothing to do with Halloween and very generic uh, silhouettes too, but yeah, they're nice. Well, the it's the colors that make them work. Although, yes. so, although yeah. a few people are really upset about the Hikari one saying uh, eight hundred one. Uh, wow. Like, like, I, I like some I, people are really picky. picky. Uh, I've seen some people complain that she didn't show up that day, so it doesn't make sense for it to say it. She didn't become a partner. Until yeah. Too. <laughs> well, she what had. Are they gonna well, change here, it? Well, here's the thing. Did she put 802 on her. Well, here's the thing. Her digivice was already there on 801, anyways. No. So arguably, she already was a partner. I don't think uh, she actually got her digivice that, until 803. Yeah. Now, this has nothing to do with Halloween. It's still fucking amazing. Is the rubber keychains of them in the shoes? Yeah, these are great. They this actually ra- so random and so perfect. They actually tease these the night before they announced everything for the pop up shop. The staff account showed them backwards. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, we all could tell what they were. Yeah, but we yeah, liked the, the idea. From the yeah, and start. the and the last item I believe this has been at every pop up shop is the. Crest keychains. Yeah, this has been like the most popular thing because they're sure. not, they're they're nice. Crest they're affordable. Are so so nice. 
Yeah. And for every 2,000 yen you spend, you get a postcard. Hooray! I like um, postcards. Uh, no, so do I, but I don't, I'm not going to spend $20 for a postcard. No. Especially a postcard that, by definition, is meant to be a collector's item and therefore will never be used. There's a lot of stuff that will never be used. Yeah. I'm surprised I use my. I, I'm surprised I use my adventure notepads as much as I do. Like yeah. my my the my Yamato one is half gone now thanks to the yeah. try theatrical features. <laughs> yeah. On top of that, just seeing the artwork again, it's all really nice. You know, we didn't talk about Gomamon kind of screwing with Joe. That's just a regular habit, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, and th- they've sort of stopped showing off items that have shown up before because we do know we've seen people get like um, the um, what's that stupid type of plushie where they're laying down? Oh yeah, where they're sort of uh, sum sum style. You, yeah, I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. they're not sum sums, but they're that style. The uh, but yeah, but people have been taking photos of buying the wizard mon one again and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they've just decided to stop showing that stuff on the page. Um, moving on, though, from... I wouldn't be shocked if they announced more stuff, but we'll see. Um, Digimon Seasons 1 through 4 are gone from Crunchyroll and iTunes. Uh, we're not sure if this is a change in licensing or just, you know, stuff was sold and yeah, expired at the same time. Other places, so... yeah. And I, like for example, I'm pulling up a search for Digimon right now. TV seasons, yeah. Data Squad and Fusion are still there as of right now, and it's still on Hulu and Yahoo View. Um, and there's also been some confusion by some takedown notices that have shown up. Um, those in the U.S. have seen takedown notices from Hasbro. Those in the U.K. have seen takedown notices from Bandai. So at the moment, it looks like it's not that stuff is being relicensed. It might just be that Toei's asked business partners to take care of stuff for them. Mm. But we don't know. Um, like, we know what Hasbro is showing off at MIPCOM soon. And while they do have some new anime they're showing off, Digimon's not listed as something they're showing. Mm-hmm. It looks like Hasbro's nabbed all of Zoids, though. So Zoids fans will be very happy. Uh, but yeah, so we don't know what's going on here. Hope f- I I would kind of like to see. I mean, the dub stuff's all worked well, minus that they keep removing that one clip from the beginning of season two. Uh, you know where uh, TK goes over changes. Oh yeah, I'd like to see that re-put in, and I would like to mm-hmm. see the subtitle versions go up by whoever ends up working with it, if it is license changing hand. Yeah. Because Toei doesn't seem to like doing this stuff on their own, even though they've been doing it. Mm-hmm. So we will see. And we get a nice round of Tri stuff to talk about. First up, all of Tri is going to be back in a theater in Japan. This is amazing. And it's kind of like it's only one theater, but it's kind of an extended run because each one's getting a week in a row. Yeah. Which is kind of neat. Um, Unfortunately, See, it's one of those things where, like, May's not the biggest fan of Part 6, but if it was playing when she was going to be there, I'm sure she would have gone. It stops mm-hmm. a few weeks before, though, unfortunately. Oh. Because the last show... Timing is rough for May. Yeah. 
yeah, the last showing's November 29th. Hmm. Yeah, so... I mean, it's just an opportunity to see Digimon in theaters. Yeah, that's nice. Which we highly recommend. Yeah. But moving on to more positive try news for us, um, more details for the home video release of Part 6. We have the covers now, which no real surprises there. Yeah, nothing Um, too shocking here. Yeah. The extra is going to be the Anime Expo 2018 panel, which not that shocking. Hopefully, the full one. And yeah, not. Just, not yeah, just not the snippets we saw in yeah, the theater. Yeah, I, I would suspect that if they're going to the effort, it's not going to be a five-minute snippet. Yeah, because that, like that, that's been the most popular extra so far. I think. Well, it's the most content yeah really i mean i liked the inter- the interviews uh, yeah. at the end of part uh, for part two those were pretty good i yeah, did enjoy those, those a lot yeah, those were neat um you know pre-orders are up at amazon and other places for also the six film collection which is it kind of weird they're not doing the digital for this for the six the yeah. box set doesn't oh um not I could. That makes sense to me. Yeah, I guess I so. That, that's a nice. It's a nice thing if you bought set disc by disc. I guess. Yeah, and um, you know, going on to the collection, we have the packaging for those in the UK. It's out December third, which is a week before ours. Um, it's kind of funny because since it's the same art on this one, we can kind of compare and contrast. I kind of like the way they did the cover better for the UK version. Yeah. Where they push the logo down to the bottom so that they can raise up and really feature the artwork. Mm-hmm. I generally prefer the UK covers. That's yeah, I don't, I don't that's disagree. A, that's kind of been a consistent. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't disagree on that. But it looks really nice here. I'm curious to see what the discs look like. Like, are they going to be rescreened? Right. So that'll just be interesting, and. Now we can talk about, hey, the Tri-6 English theatrical screenings. Woo. It was in theaters, and I feel like the first thing we have to say is there were no major mistakes that we're going to nitpick to death like we've done before. This was strong. Now, the best thing, though, and I know that this is something we both want to talk about, is they fixed one of the mistakes from a prior yes, part. This is this is my favorite thing yes. ever. Is because everyone remember everyone their own mistake. Yeah. Now everyone remembers in part one when they did Dan Dan, they said it was make Kumon speak because they just didn't want to deal with it. But the problem is, is in part two, yeah, the dialect that, actually becomes a plot point. Yeah, is they can't really avoid it because they just don't want to rewrite other mm. characters saying stuff. In this one, she says it again, and TK immediately corrects her. Therefore, tying it into part five, where she's embarrassed about her voice. Yes, which is a perfect character note for her. Yes. Like, her concealing her accent, that is so consistent with her behavior. Especially, you know, in part five, where she's kind of falling into it, because she's so, such a mess. Yeah, that that was amazing that they had... TK just throwing a line and it fixes one yeah, of the that whole that whole make him on speak was bullshit, wasn't it? Yeah. Now the yeah. only now the only way it could have been better was if TK also went and my mother never remarried. Oh. No, because the, that they that just forget that they never did that. Yeah. That 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 that, that, that one just annoys me because it wasn't even a quick explanation. It was a speech. No, that was 
deliberate. That was a deliberate. Hmm, we should try to explain that. No, don't. Well, if you're going to try to yeah. explain that, don't to be wrong. Now, and the funny part, the most obvious, uh, the funny part is, is, and this is one of those things that even I brought up really quickly before we recorded. The only really noticeable quote unquote error, AR actually missed. Yeah. Uh, we're, uh, but to be fair, and explain why I missed yeah, it. Well, to be fair, we're not hundred percent sure why you missed it. We have a theory, though. Is there's a the the, 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 the characters all digivolve, and then fighting starts, and then randomly we hear someone we think it's where Guru Mongo digivolve to for no reason in the middle of a fight, and he's not on screen. It's just the audio is just there. Um, our, our our going theory is that AR stopped paying attention to write down something and somehow missed it. Here's the thing is when you're reviewing the dub and it's the third or fourth time I've seen this movie and I'm reviewing the dub only, guess what? I'm usually not paying any attention to the fighting sequences, which means that one of the most notable parts of the dub in theaters, AR missed while reviewing the dub. And they'll probably fix it if uh, part five was any indicator. Yeah. Although to be fair, that stood out a lot more than this. Like this is a small little thing that yeah, many. This is just a you know a one yeah. you know that was yeah. just a, a timing and, error and, or whatever. And and of course the odd thing is is we're technically not a hundred percent sure they fixed anything. It's just that it makes so much more sense watching it again. It, well, it, it it has so to have been redone. More is yes, it, it it makes marginally. Yeah, well, but, but, it doesn't feel as egregious. In yeah, yeah. Oh, that was part five. This is part six. Yeah. And part six is generally um, really good. Yeah. What I really, what I really like about part six, actually talking about that, is that that wasn't, that didn't feel like the big decider for Ty, is because if that was the you know the moment that Ty realized that yes we need to to kill Makuman. And it's really not re-explored in part six. That um, that mess of a speech becomes a lot more egregious. But in part six, what the dub does really well that I appreciated is making things is clean it, and clear. It makes it clean and clear that what real the real turning point to Ty realizing he needs to kill Makuman was actually Daigo. The speech Daigo gave about him not being able to stop Maki. And going, it's like, it's so hard when, you know, your friends are the ones who become the enemy. And Ty's going, you know, he's kind of putting two and two together going, yeah, okay. And and as I recall, you got your most hoped for moment, which was they would remember the dub names for the O2 kids. That wasn't my hope. That was my, holy God, don't fuck this up. Yeah. That wasn't a hope. That was, you man, if they screw this up. Yeah, they, they they got that. Correct. They talked about them a lot more. I feel like they talked about them more. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to decide if they talked about it more or if just hearing it rather than reading it made it, it, it flow better. It's almost certainly the hearing it, but it, it does feel like you, you, the the concern for them becomes a lot more apparent. Yes. And it's yeah. like you can definitely hear like when yeah. Izzy's calling Matt about that. You can say, no. "Oh, they found Davis. They found Davis. They were in the digital world the whole time. Holy yeah. crap!" Yeah. Oh, you know, and, and I guess more, there's some more of a sense of urgency and there. I, like, I, like they probably were worried yeah. the whole time. It just never came yeah. up. And I guess we should talk about one of the oddest changes, which in part five we weren't sure if it was purposeful or not. Which is oh, yeah. that in his disguise, the mysterious man has a quote-unquote Ken voice, which is. Not Ken's previous voice, but it's Todd Habercorn. 
yeah, they when he's when he's in his um, emperor form, yeah. using dub, I'm making use dub terminology now. When he's yeah. in his emperor form, yeah. he's uh, he's yeah. voiced by Todd Habercorn. Now it now it makes sense because every other time he spoke as the emperor, it was always right as he was about to transform or when yeah. he was in the digital world. He only, yeah, he had yeah he did it a couple times in parts three and four right before he transformed. Yeah. But those were also always in the digital world, also. Yes. So this is, is the only time that we sort of see him sauntering around the real world at, in the Emperor disguise and actually talking. And they like the, they even got Hackmont. Hackmont even called him out for it. Like you're still hedging your bets here. Like yeah. you're not so sure about this. So that's why yeah. you're not going full Jedi and uh, yeah. in in the real world. Yeah. I mean, it was a good Ken voice. I kind of wished it was Prince though. I. Uh... The the like, possibilities for why they didn't use Prince if they if that was really what they were going for a little I'm not so happy with but well like, what if, what, if they, well, they what, really wanted to imitate Ken they really should have tried to get Prince yeah I think the idea that this went was it, it's older Ken style and maybe Prince wasn't available the one day they decided to record maybe who knows but I mean it was across across two different movies so I don't know yeah and I'm sure I feel like. Prince, I feel like he would have made himself. Available. Or may, or maybe this was a secret stealth apology. Because, uh, well, remember, based on what we know from most of the actors, a it seems like part one of Try was dubbed a lot sooner than we oh, got it. Uh, apology to Habercorn, you mean? So I vaguely wonder if Habercorn actually recorded his tie. I I strongly suspect that Habercorn was the original voice of yeah. Ty. For so I sort of wonder if maybe if maybe this was casting him there so that he had a more serious role in it because like because like at one point Habercorn was talking about how we recorded for Digimon and we all sort of went after it came out we all sort of went I guess it was the game but he doesn't talk much in the game as far as I'm aware yeah so yeah and and Habercorn I mean he does a good tie he was the in the the yeah I know that yeah the that yeah. Um, battle the uh, death battle between uh, yeah. Ty and Red he was yeah. the voice of Ty yes. in that and it was he was all right so yeah so I suspect definitely do a tie I suspect this was a make good possibly yeah yeah it'd be interesting to find out the the thing is is though is is most of most people who do voice acting in the U S for anime are too classy to actually tell us. There's only a handful of times we've ever found out when stuff like this has happened, and it's normally we found out by accident. Mm-hmm. So it will be. I, don't know, I, found, I found out. I've gotten a couple of inside dirt on some some stuff. So yeah, but most I can't of them, really but, say it on the podcast. But but, I, but that's but that's what I mean. Even if someone does tell you, it's told in confidence, and you can't really yeah. say anything. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So but, yeah. Do, no, I, I def- I'm definitely with you that that Todd. Seems to have recorded Ty yeah. before they got sad. Yeah. So I, I think this was probably a make good on behalf of the producers and director. Hmm. So, do I mean, we, at the same time, Habercorn obviously got paid. So. Yeah. Well, but there's also the fact that he went to the effort in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess, okay. So the primary thing is getting paid, though. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real here. Yeah. Although he, although he did I see, that, I seriously, I was joking about this with with Bo Billingsley when I when he when I said that he didn't get credited in uh in part two got paid. And I'm like at least you got paid. You got paid for it, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, we're good. <laughs> 
the one thing is, is um, and Habercorn was actually surprised by this by multiple people on Twitter. He seemed surprised he wasn't credited. That. I mean, yeah, I, I've, I've gotten so many mixed reactions about the lack of credits in. In well, it's like they seem to have gone with the part one credits, and I think they may have added just one name yeah. throughout the rest of Here's Prime, the thing. even though they've added a number of different actors. It, it, it would bother me less if they w- if Toei would say the cast, because I've mm-hmm. asked people who could actually answer, and they've literally said, I can't say anything, only Toei can say anything about the, yeah, the casting. Paul St. P- Peter suggested that it, that might have been had something to do with it. Yeah, Like, he did not see... He did not seem so surprised that he was uncredited yeah. in part two. But yeah, it's anyone who could answer the questions has literally just said, I'm not allowed to answer uh, casting questions except for people who Toei have said who's playing who. I also and will it, go to my grave saying Jameson Price had a, had a bit role in part five. Wasn't he? Didn't he play Anjuman in part five? Uh, oh, it might have been Anjuman too. I was talking to one of the one of the communications ops. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was him. But I believe he was. I think he was Anjuman in part five and six. Oh okay. Unless I'm mixing up my names again, which is always possible. But I believe it was. So I guess okay. Overall, did try dubwise finish strongly to you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I thought. I honestly think. You know, I think by the at the end of the, the Japanese version, I think Tri may have fallen below Tamers in my overall rankings. If we're just going off of the dub, I think Tri stays on top. Yeah. I think that's how much of a difference it makes. And there's no other season I would rank that differently in my you know, in my overall yeah. rankings. So I guess the I other think it make, I think it makes that much of a difference, not only with the dub, but also having the theatrical experience of seeing it as an entire movie rather than a chopped into episodes. So the other thing to bring up is the theater experience. Mine sucked. Mine would have sucked under normal circumstances because this is, they also did this in part five. They well, 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 no, 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 no. I don't, um, um, do, do you know how most, not all, but how most fathom screenings actually work? No, it's a satellite feed that they save. So it's a 1080i feed that is Mm -hmm. converted while you're watching it to 1080p24, which there's no issue doing that. It can come out perfectly. Yeah. Unless you have a setting wrong, in which case the the deinterlacing was done wrong the entire film. Oh, man. So the whole film I'm seeing combing on edges and I'm it's like it's like I can't leave because I'm here to see the fucking movie. But yeah, in part I mean, in part five, our our screen went dark for like yeah, you mentioned three that minutes early on, and in in both part five and part six, it took halfway through the movie for the theater to turn the lights off. The theater, like the house lights, the house lights were up for the half of part five and part six, which I loved because it really helps me when I'm taking notes. With how often theaters do fathom screenings, I'm shocked how much it seems to still flummox them. Yeah, it's like it. It does feel a like, lot like they forget that it's happening. Like, like I, like I very rarely am at a Fathom screening that starts on time. Like they seem to forget to hit play on it, or mm. they will forget to turn on the pre-show stuff, so they will hit play at the time, and yeah, then the thirty-minute yeah, timer starts. Part five, they didn't show the pre-show stuff. Yeah, um, part six, part six, I could have sworn the pre-show stuff was the same one that should have been on part five, but. 
Well, okay. The pre-show here, there was most it, um, the cards were the same. Okay. Where it was the character cards with the yeah, pink backgrounds. The, um, the pre-show videos. Um, first off, they did another catch-up, but it was subtitled again, which is still weird. Yeah, it still bugs me. And then the and it's weird to do this because this one specifically is almost verbatim in the film. Mm-hmm. They showed the evolution extra from the Japanese Blu-ray, but just the Agumon oh, yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know. I, I remember but, that. But, but here's the thing. Agumon only evolves in part six when Tai shows up. Yeah, that's And okay. it happens they go all... through the, pretty much the whole sequence. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And then at the end, they showed the panel stuff, but it was, like, clipped apart really, really hard. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't unpleasant. It was just weird to see it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah that, but that was, you know, that was my fa- my favorite. Was... Mo- my favorite moment of that, though, is when they're taking the selfie of the crowd shot mm-hmm. where we saw that selfie from like three or four different angles at the convention <laughs> because we saw the photo of that that uh, Colleen took and Joshua took. And yeah. th- and this was from like the same press photo of them taking the selfie and it just made me laugh. Yeah. And I guess the oh the other odd thing was is we actually got a full um the full credit theme. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it didn't have the there was no TV size one of this made because they used the part mm-hmm. 5 for the TV edit. Yes. Yeah. I mean I mean I'm happy with it. I'm looking forward to a blur- do we have anything else to say about this one? Minus, hey, it was good, and we don't really have much in the way of complaints. I, I think we do have to mention the fourth wall breaking at the end. Oh God! Holy crap! Yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about. I for, cannot. I, we cannot let. Yeah, we cannot yeah. let this go without. I, I forgot about that because it flowed so well, and it got like the largest left is as at the end of part six, as the lights are going down. Goemon goes, and I didn't get any lines this episode. Or something along. I don't have the exact no, line, but I didn't get to say a word this whole episode, which is yeah. One, it's a movie, not an episode, and two, that's not even correct. It doesn't matter. It was hilarious. Yeah. Well, I well, I assume they mean that bit we did of try as a fourth wall break. It's like yes. that's so perfectly yeah. dubby. And and they kept in the beeping, which depending on who you are, has, seems to either delight you or upset you. I mean, it's. I mean, I'm glad they didn't try to switch it to the sound effect they use in the original dub. Well, no, no, well, no, no, no. I mean, in the sense of it being existing at all. Some oh, people, some people do not like mind. the hint. Oh, I don't mind. I don't mind the noise. I don't like the implication of the hint. No, that's my point. No, that's my point. Itself. No, that's my point. No one's bothered by the noise. I mean, the implication of it. Oh, well, I don't. I've dismissed the implication of it. So, so, are, so, so you're saying you don't respect our authorial intent? Exactly. <laughs> Death of the author. So, what AR is saying is, is read his fanfics and tell him how he's wrong. I leave a lot of stuff open to interpretation. <laughs> like so you can absolutely do that, and I've actually gotten some pretty. <laughs> well, fun that, see, so that's the funny part. I use, yeah, I say it as a joke, but you would be so happy no matter how many people message you about anything about it. Yes, like if someone, wa- if someone wants to argue about your story with you, there would be nothing that would make you happier. Mm-hmm. People yeah. have done it and I love it. 
Yeah. So are there any other amusing moments we need to think of before we move on? Uh, I will link to my blog post in the show notes and you can read it. I think, I think you mean I will link to your blog post in the show notes. Yeah. I will send that over to you right now just so you can read it. And, and there's a whole bunch of little stuff there along with a, along with a general discussion of what makes the dub interesting. And I will probably forget about it and message you in a couple of hours for it. As has yeah. happened before. I mean, just, just, just the fact that the way they add dialogue to not only break up some of the silence that does occasionally drag down the that does occasionally drag down try, but the uh, the fact that they also use it to clear some stuff up. Yeah, I, th- I think they go out of their way to make the experience a little more a, a little more a little easier to follow. That you don't have to watch it three they, times. They, they, make it a bit e- they make it a bit easier to follow, but it also doesn't feel like it dumbs it down, which I like. Is, oh, no, it doesn't do that either. Well, right. well, what I mean is, is, at times, Try is not interested in explaining to you why you're not understanding something. That maybe it's completely clear if you're really, really paying attention closely. Mm-hmm. Like, I've heard a lot, like, a lot of people still seem upset that the narration from the beginning of part one doesn't come up again. And it does. They just don't it, point it out. It, yeah, it's, it does. It's, it it's, is very. It's it's all metaphor, though. Yeah, it's metaphor, and it's very important, especially to stuff in parts around parts five and six. Yeah, but, part but five and six is where the. Is but where it, the um. But at no point do they actually Demi-er stuff really yeah, comes into. Play. But at no point do they they go, hey, remember that Demiur stuff? This yeah, is what we're like, talking about. I, I, I wondered, like, what do you think that a character named Demiurge is just going to show up? That seems to that seems to be what some people expect. Like, people like, and I've heard this as a common complaint: is people think that that was dropped or not dealt with. That I mean, was one hundred percent. It kind of did. It was just named Igrisil, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. That stuff all does come up. They just don't care if you're you're either paying attention or they're not interested in telling you, basically. And I'm. That could be a good or a bad thing based on what you're looking for. Yeah, and there, there's there's plenty of articles you can go on to uh, to kind of yeah. help you navigate that stuff because the concepts of demiurge and idea do show up as a recurring theme throughout yeah. Try. Yeah. I, I guess the way to put it is, is um, if you think back to O2, if you don't know about Cthulhu and H.P. Lovecraft, certain things in that episode don't make sense, but the episode itself moves in a certain way where you can sort yeah. of guess. Like I wasn't, I didn't know anything about Lovecraft yeah. when I first saw the episode, and but, I still went, "Holy crap, that was trippy! I loved it." Yeah, but and then uh, when you find out about the, when you catch, you know, you learn more about a love Lovecraft and go back and follow yeah. it and catch all the references. It makes it a lot yeah, exactly more fun. It's basically the same thing here, except in the case of that episode, it was all packed into twenty four minutes, so they couldn't talk too much about metaphor. Yeah. Uh, like this is where I think um, on Tumblr, especially Rayana O'Nine has done some fantastic articles breaking down the the um, I the believe philosophical the Platonic elements of uh, I believe she of, was also uh, I believe she was also the one who um, did the article about the uh, silical structure story. Yes. Yeah. Where where she, yeah that's right that's right where instead of a point to point act it's actually meant to be a spiral. Where you're mm-hmm. supposed to be going around in almost a whirlpool of stuff. Yep. yep. Yeah. Great reference for um for your try navigation. Yeah, because and of course the weird the weirdest part though was when people started arguing with her about it 
about story structure. It's like you're arguing a story structure that it like that's the story structure. It yeah. exists. And and the thing. thing and and the weird thing is, is even if you were to say no, it's a three point story structure. I can still point to that in tr- way it works out for try. It's just yeah, it it does. It works just work. fine. It's fine. It's just it's not what they did. Yeah. But yeah, it uh, the, and the, the weirdest argument I saw was that you can't have a story that isn't three points. Like the the four point story structure is so like that's it's common because it's so flexible. Like you you can see some four coma comics that use that structure. The weird thing was, yeah. The weird thing was, I saw a lot of people saying that try was a three-point structure, which it fits, but it it fits almost any structure. I mean, because the three-act structure fits try well, four the four-point structure fits, but it definitely is that you know spiral structure. Most stories have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah, and it's it's just that you kind of have to break that down a little further. But and, you know, e- but even in, a little bit more. But even for try, if you just want to use the classic three act structure, it's really easy to do because mm-hmm. part one is the inciting incident. Yeah. Part three is the rising action, which then falls, mm-hmm. and then five is where the climax begins. That is, you can, you can turn try into a five act story structure yeah. if you want. Yeah, it's not that hard, but they very clearly were doing a spiral. I mean, it. Oh, yeah. Which is weird because the same people were saying they weren't were complaining that things seemed to be going in circles. <laughs> um, yeah. Shock. So, yeah. Uh, is that all we have to say about the dub for now? Um, I've no, I've written extensively on it, so I think we, well, we we both sort of have, and I'm gonna have to write about yeah. it again when the Blu-ray comes out. Um, so while you guys think up questions, we'll just do kind of a quick mini-ish topic. So start thinking of questions. Uh, what do we like to do around Halloween? I think this mostly applies to us when we were kids, because I don't think either of us really do much Halloween stuff anymore, do we? I can't remember the last time I did a Halloween costume. I know um, I know a friend did uh, did a, uh, a Halloween party that was a Harry Potter theme, so he threw my Draco back on for a day, but that was, that was a few years ago, and that was the last time I had a Halloween costume. I feel like I'm going to get stuck in one this year because we've got to take Lucas trick-or-treating. Come on. Are you going to match with him, though? Come on. uh, Possibly. Simone is trying to work. She has a scheme going on, (laughs) and I'm a little concerned. Uh, Simone, just make sure you get pictures. We'll put them on the podcast. Uh, But yeah, like when I was little, I always loved the Halloween specials, you know. The Great Pumpkin. The yeah, Gar- I see the Garfield one. I, that uh, was, a, that the was Gar- my favorite. Yeah, that was... I love the Garfield one. The That one was great. That got regular play in the household yeah. uh, growing up. Um, yeah, a lot of... I mean, it, it's hard to get past the Garfield one, to be honest. I think it's not that hard, but I... I well, no, no, I no, no, no. I'm, no, I mean in the sense of, like, thinking about... You can think of a ton of classic... Christmas specials and they're all great. I feel like the Garfield one kind of stood a bit higher than other Halloween specials is what I mean. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Like, I mean, the Peanuts one is pretty classic uh, too. Yeah. But Peanuts and Halloween, Peanuts and Garfield are kind of the high point. Nickelodeon used to do some weird Halloween stuff. Like I remember there was one who was like, Mark Summers got caught in a haunted hotel or something. Oh, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. That does sound familiar. Yeah. 
like he was on. Our, the, that was back when Mark Summers was associated with Nickelodeon, and that's he still is. Yeah, he, well, yeah, he comes back once in a while. No, he's on or, the new version of Double Dare. Oh, is he on the new? Okay, he's the announ- he's the announcer for it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's and because nice, he keeps the funny well, the thing with Mark Summers is he keeps popping up on Food Network. Yeah, because he produces so many of those shows. Yeah. And I so, like it'll be like a, some random thing where they need to talk to a producer and suddenly Mark Summers shows yeah. up and it's like, yeah, he's the announcer. The announcer used to be what was his name? Doc Hollywood. Oh, um, the guy who used to announce on Double Day. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. But um, yeah, but um, so he so yeah. Yeah, so Mark Summers, the announcer for the new version of Double Dare, but there was an episode where the new host had lost her voice. So uh, they called Summers over to the mic and he did the, you know, the three, two, one countdown and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's, uh, we got some questions. Let's, I guess, uh, Jonathan Johnson wants to know what is Demiurge? Demiurge is, in this case, it's more the concept of. It's more complicated than we really have time to go over, but it's ba- Rihanna's articles. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you if you really want to know, you have to look at the. Con- it basically has the concept of birth and destruction, life, mm-hmm. and you know, just the the narration at the beginning is basically saying that Makuman is not evil, but Makuman also does not know what it is to a degree. Yeah, basically the. Mekuman was corrupted before she was Mekuman, but it's mm-hmm. still, but there is still a Mekuman. It's not just a thing. Yeah. But the yeah. general idea is that it's telling you from moment one, things are bad before the story begins. Just no one's aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Fantasy World wants to know from parts one through six, what is your most favorite, enjoyable, and least favorite enjoyable parts? I'm going to assume they mean the actual parts, not like scenes. Okay, good. Um, favorite? I I feel like for me it has to be one or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, three does. Three does. Favorite is probably three. Yeah. I feel like. Enjoyable. Th- is probably one. I one. Like, I like two. Two. I still t- think two is the most enjoyable. Two. Maybe the most enjoyable mind is that it ends on such a cliffhanger story character thing. Yeah, but I like that. I love that. No, no, I love it too. Like, that but was such a great ominous ending. It, it, it was, but I think but I, I think one for me because it was just so special to see everything. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, I get that. Just as like, holy crap, this is going to be yeah. good. And I wasn't ready for that. No, and least favorite. Um. Uh, I, I feel I feel like this kind of isn't fair, at least because like, and I've talked really positively about it even back before you were on the show. Mm-hmm. I would say four is probably the least enjoyable, not because I dislike it, but because every other part has stuff I can look at and go, "Wow, what, you know, like it goes crazy special." And four almost felt like it had to do a lot of heavy lifting, so it didn't get to do that. Yeah, see, four. I actually I enjoyed four a lot, but I there's a I had a lot of problems with the movie, but I enjoyed it because you know there was a lot of recurring action in part four, and yeah. you don't really get that in some of the other movies. Yeah. Like, so like I was he, okay with enjoying yes. four, but it like, just like, falls apart like, when you think. Like here's the weird. Like things. here's the weird thing. The most the craziest part of four is so removed from the rest of it that until right now, I forgot it was even there when I was talking about four right now. Which is the uh, prologue part at the beginning? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The prologue the, is fantastic. Yeah, because, but it's all, but it's very disconnected from 
the content of part like it mm-hmm. it's stuff we already it's it, a I mean, show it comes back with yeah know, they do they do explore Daigo and yeah Mikey's no 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 they absolutely do more. but that's also stuff that they were exploring prior to that so it's you one of those things that you forget that that's all in part four yes that and that's exactly what yeah that's exactly yeah. what I meant I literally forgot about it while talking about it um least enjoyable is probably part five just because that's such a gut-wrenching movie it's so hard to you know you, you i it's good but it like it's just really hard to process it through yeah and i kind of feel that same way about six too at times yeah so i guess six is still probably my least favorite six but. six six is also interesting because and i even thought about this wall sitting in the theater Man, they really do spend a while before pointing out that Tai Chi's not dead. Like for yeah. such an like for such an obvious moment that they literally told us before it even came out. I forgot how long it is until they do anything with that. It's and that I sort of in a way I kinda like that. Just I, I think what they're going for is is sort of going it's like they're still kind of in the moment of this is a kid's anime. It's all going to be fine. It's all going to be okay. And then at one point, that point where Sora just goes, what if it's not? Well, no, I think the part, I think, the, and the interesting thing is, is they do continue that theme, not with Tai Chi, but with Meikuman, where my, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like, like there is a hint at the end, but in the actual content of Try itself, no, there isn't. And it's and the weird thing is, is it's not done in a cruel way, minus that it feels emotionally cruel. Because to mm. a degree, you sit there and you think, oh, it is a kid's anime and everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And then they kill the weird old guy with pasty skin, and 20 years later, the director tells you the little pee thing died. <laughs> death of the author, death of the author. Death yeah. <laughs> well, here, well, we don't really need to do death of the author, because... His stuff has already been knocked out multiple times, and he doesn't seem happy about it. <laughs> now I want that little P thing to show up randomly. <laughs> no, I, I, but yeah, but the other thing is, it's like I'm sorry, but it like it did not die off screen, and no one mentioned it. Yeah. It that yeah. Um. So someone wants to know: Do we think there should be more superior modes like Shoutmon got? Uh, no, because it doesn't matter. Because like. Like, okay, here's the thing. Arrestramon got a superior mode, which was more Arrestramon, basically. Mm-hmm. It's just the name. So, like, yeah. Omega Omegamon Merciful mode is Omegamon <laughs> superior mode. It's just a name. Like, if it, if they just called it... Om- and there's, yeah, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a, yeah. the, you know all the different Imperial Dramon modes. Yeah. And... Like, like the, um, Duke Mon modes and exactly. there's a, just a lot of different Digimon yeah. have different modes, so I, yeah. I don't think that there's a requirement to have uh, to have multiple different superior yeah. modes to suggest that superior mode is some sort exactly. of a category. It's just a, a name of yeah. a, a higher form. Yeah. Um, Agu Champ wants to know, are there any Digimon you'd like to see future, featured in a future Digimon anime? Citramon? Yes. All joking aside, uh, yes, Citramon, because oddly, they did it really well. Like they that, did. Like, that could have been such a clusterfuck, and it came out it, perfectly. Nimoy is proud of that, and I don't blame him. He, he should be. It was great, especially since they did the Don Patch voice. Yeah. but the, he does make a good point. It's like, it was that or cut the whole episode, yeah. which was not a good option. No. Like, I like the fact that there is not a single episode of Digimon that got cut in the dub. Yeah. Like, there were plenty of 
scenes that got uh, hacked up a little bit, but the fact that every episode survived is impressive. You know, it's not the case with a lot of other anime. Now, I I know what I would who I would like to see get a bigger role just because it is an important Digimon who has never really gotten a notable role. Tyranomon. Oh yeah. Like Tyran like That's I'm sick. like I'm not like I'm not saying it has to be a partner or a villain, but like could we get more than like Tyranomon standing yeah, around Tyranomon for a minute? Is, like we were talking about generic one-shot villains and Tyranomon seems to fit that bill more yeah. often than he deserves. But but like yeah, Tyranomon like was the original signature Digimon, and it's he's never been used yeah. really. Yeah, like he shows up in small, tiny things, but not even that much. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't even need to be a real Tyranomon. Say it's a fake Tyranomon, and use that old shitty CGI model from 1997. Oh, God, and just have him being all doofy around on screen. Can we get Omecamon in a series? I feel like Omecamon would. You know, you know what's weird? There was a scene where they could have used Omekamon, instead they used uh, Betsumon. I, I think Be- Betsumon was a good choice on that one. It was, but... I, it... I, I, I know what you're saying, but... Yeah. But yeah. Betsumon had just that extra level of cringe about him. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like if they use Omekamon, it has to be like a Yoda-type thing. Where... where <laughs> oh no, no, no. God. No, where like, where like, they need to find... They need to find Omegamon to help them or to give them power or something. And instead they find Omegamon who runs around and acts goofy. And then it turns out in the end it was Omegamon all along. Or that it was a or that the prophecy was a typo. And <laughs> <laughs> that they should have no it was really Omegamon. Yeah, you can You're ju- supposed to find Omegamon. He can help somehow. Yeah, you can just have Omegamon be like Excalibur from Soul from Soul Eater. Just have him dancing oh, around Omega. screaming about going to California. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. On a more serious note, we need to get Dorumon some more love in yeah. in the anime. That's a yeah. that's a bland that's a really bland answer, but <laughs> true. Um but it's not wrong. Okay. Then uh Ramon wants to know, with Digimon going to a mature direction, was that my last attempt at targeting kids? No. Um they're so. they're aiming logical stuff at older audience. They're not aiming everything. Like yeah. even yeah, and even when they're aiming stuff at the older audience, it's all in ways that could kind of still fit into the Shonen Jump type. Like, like as much as everyone's mm-hmm. going, "Oh man, survive seems mature." People could die. That's not really that far off from Dragon die Ball. Shonen, yeah, people die in Shonen Jump shows all the time. Yeah, I mean, like when you think about like people, are like, "Ooh, we saw blood splatter." I'm like, they have blood pe- dripping down people's faces in Naruto, Bleach. Yeah, it, it's it's <laughs> it's one of those things where. Is it for Adventure mature? If you count Ogremon, yeah, it's for mature audiences in the sense that it's not specifically aimed at eight-year-olders. Yeah, but there's also very little to keep an eight-year-older from enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. But I, I, the only real question is: is how much more Atmon will we see? I would like to see more. I or would it, like to see, or at like least see more exploration of whatever the Digimon universe side of that was supposed to yeah. be. I'm not sure there ever was. I think it was just a yeah. name for the show. Yeah, I. You see, because here's the thing: they used the name for the 20th anniversary store, also. Yeah, like I, I don't know what that's about. I think I'd like, to, I'd like to get a little more. No, I honestly believe the only reason that was done was they had try running. You had Digimon Adventure running, so you couldn't just have Digimon. You had to have Digimon name. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, let's see what else. Uh, yeah, fa- okay. Fantasy World says the, lots of problems with part four, but they find it the most interesting. Four is interesting. It's just one of those that it doesn't quite stand out as much as the others because it. Four is, four is really interesting. It has a lot of problems and requires a lot of mental gymnastics yeah. to make it work. The most, the hardest. I've done those mental gymnastics, but the, the hardest part I don't of, appreciate having to. The hardest part about finding four interesting, like we said, is that the most interesting thing in four overall kind of isn't in four. Yeah. The most interesting thing of four is over before four really starts. Yeah. So, I mean, we didn't even know that was coming. You know, it, they they didn't include that in the previews, which was very fun. Yeah. They like the only hint we got about that was that uh, Maki keychain. Um, yeah, which and, I still want. Yeah, and Juggernaut asks, "How come both did? How come both Daigo and Taichi did not get into the pod?" Uh, th- I mean, thematically, there was no, it wasn't going to happen because someone had to hit the button anyways. Someone had to hit the button, and, and, and Daigo here's, was he was well, yeah. There. That's the other thing is, is Daigo wasn't making he knew it he out was of there. Done. Yeah, yeah. And Di- and and here's the thing: Daigo explains right after also why he's not in the pod. Yeah. I mean, we we get a full explanation. Okay. Oh, and the same person from before wants to know what's my what's our favorite Shoutmon form. Man, here's the weird thing: Shoutmon has a lot of great forms. To be does honest, does have a lot of great forms. I generally like the alternate four ones. Like I like four K and four B. See, like I think four four K is really cool. See, I think four B is really cool. For me, it's hard to think of a lot of the alternates because, like, both versions of X Seven got the most awesome introductions possible. Yeah, I'm trying to go a little outside the box. No, 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 absolutely, but like. When you think of them, like both X7s got like such great introductions. Yeah. Like when all the Digimon are just um, spilling off of. <laughs> yeah. But, but like even before that, where like all the um, the chips turn back into the Digimon who have been dead for years, and then they just all start flying into Shoutmon, and we sort of see Shoutmon yelling. Yeah. But um, I should just be really, I just be really out there and just say my favorite was two. Yeah, no, see, 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 we know we should be more clever. The Kajinka one. Oh, the, no, no, the, the correct answer is six. Manga exclusive. There you go. Did, you know, did that show up in the DS game? I have, I have no, I, 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 I know some of the weirder ones show up in the game. I keep forgetting there was a DS game for Cross yeah. Wars. And, and, and the manga has the evolutions for all the other characters, which are interesting. Oh, those are great. Yeah. See, that's one I threw I threw Nene's in a in a fan in a in my fic. I threw Raptor Sparrow on some love. <laughs> but yeah, uh let's yeah, see. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with four I'm gonna go with four B and well there. Okay. Oh, Alan has a good one. What Digimon group do you want to see featured in the next Digimon series, but it cannot be the Royal Knights? I mean Olympus twelve, right? I don't want the Olympus 12 because it comes up too much in topics in annoying ways. <laughs> Why? Because everyone wants them? No, no, no. We're like, there will be a discussion that has nothing to do with it. And someone will go, well, Habu wants the Olympus 12 to show up. It's like, Habu's been a producer on games for 10 years and he hasn't put them in yet. Not all the Olympus 12 are even in his games. No, that's what I mean. He has, like, he has said, and people have latched onto it, that he would like to do a game about the Olympus them, 12. Yeah. He's been doing games for 10 years, and I don't think he's ever included them all, even like... Yeah, he's at, got like 
yeah, no, no, they're the full roster aren't even, yeah. even in Hacker's memory. I but, think but, only by then, I think he's yeah. only got half of them. But that's what I mean. He's in charge. Like if, if he if really, you're, if you're a fan of Marsmon, you're out of yeah. luck. But that's what I mean. He's in charge. If he really wants to do them, yeah, he, he could. They could. It, what he means is, is he wants a game based around them, and that's ne- probably not going to oh. be approved. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's not a a thing for a game. That's um. That would be something I would like to see, you know, a subgroup in no, the anime. No. Maybe not even a here, group. But. Here, here's how the Olympus 12 will be handled. It will be a story written on the back of a gum wrapper. <laughs> that yeah, is... That, like yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Olympus 12 are an obvious answer. Um, I, I feel like pseudo-made-up groups, like, what about just, like, Armor Digimon? Or like some of adv- you know, actually referring to themselves as armor Digimon, you mean? Well, like armor Digimon show up all the time. No, but but, but, but that's right. But that's what I mean. As a specialized group, or what about the um, the ancients? Oh, the ancients would be nice. Like they were a huge part of a series, and they don't really. They were a huge part of a series and didn't actually appear in it. Yeah, they only show up in background information. Yeah, which makes them more interesting. Yeah, it's like I want. Let's like let's see what these guys are. Yeah. May would agree with you on that one. Yeah. Can there ever be At a Leomon can there ever be a Leomon that doesn't die in a season? Yes. Yes. I mean, here's the thing. We get a season where a Leomon comes back to life better than he was before. Yeah. That happens in Cross. We get mm-hmm. we we get that people forget that. Yeah. Because like we get a you we, know, Leomon dies so early in Cross Wars, yeah. like, well, they got that out of the way, and yeah. he comes back we, in the middle of like, oh, oh we okay. get it, we get an evil zombie type Leomon who dies in a stupid hilarious way and then he's brought back to life as a good guy later and he they don't kill him when i ranked the leomon deaths in in digimon that was a really low one <laughs> true that was not a great leomon death, uh, let's see any more questions I don't the really funny thing is when you when you know i'm thinking about what i would do if i had an original season if i had a leomon i'd, I'd probably still kill him yeah uh, but, but creatively Someone else asked, "What about uh, the Devas? Uh, we already got them. I the like like Devas are. Yeah, they had their moment. Yeah, I don't need to see them again. Yeah, like, are they really going to be brought up any better than we saw? Oh, uh, let's. I see. mean, they can be brought up better, but it wouldn't be novel. But novel. but that's what I mean. You can definitely do better than the Devas were presented in Tamers. Well, no, I what I mean, Carol. No, no, no. Much. What I mean is, is like they they showed up pseudo long form." They had moments. Yeah. I, like, I mean, they were all right. Like, you could well, definitely that, write the Devas as being a better group. But. Well, that, that's what I mean, but you couldn't necessarily present them better is what I mean. Like, yeah. it's not like, say, the Royal Knight show up in Frontier where there's just two guys who just kind of show up and that's kind of it. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the low bar. Yeah. Like, like the Davis. Yeah, like if there was a, if there was a new series and the Davis showed up, I don't think people are going, "Oh my God, the Davis." Also, because like, also because they're not really Digimon, sort of. Sometimes they seem to. They're kind of treated as Digimon. Sometimes not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. It, it's sort of like is Yggdrasil a Digimon? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd rather see. I, I'm. I guess I'm also a bit odd in that I'm not sure I that concerned with the Digimon. Like, like. Yeah, I'm. Oh, I'm the same way. But yeah, like, I mean, like, it's, it's an interesting yeah. exercise. 
Like, the Devas are all Digimon, but they're almost treated more as non-Digimon-type enemies, is what I mean. Mm. Sort of, if that makes sense. A little bit. Yeah. I- I'm not sure it does. I think I st- started going off on a tangent that didn't completely make sense, but you were nice enough to placate me. <laughs> also check in the chat, see what's going on up there. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I've got my distractions. Yeah. But it's one of those things where, like... <laughs> I don't know, it just sort of felt to me like sometimes only um, Lopmon was ever kind of treated as a Digimon in that, at least to me, sometimes. I mean, they were, they were villains. Yeah, that that's, that's kind of, but that's what I meant is, I'm not sure how much they felt like Digimon villains to me, even though they were supposed to be like, we're Digimon, we're gonna stop, blah, 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 blah. It, they kind I of felt- I think it's because- I think that's because that's, you know, you've got this large group of, you know, you have this recurring team of monsters of the week. I mean, they still feel like monsters of the week, most yeah. of them. Yeah. They, Even though they're, they're not really characters with a couple exceptions. They're just sort of, yep, they show up and die. Yeah. That, like, like that's it, the case with like seven that, or eight of them exactly they they feel more like generic monsters than actual digimon for some reason to me mm-hmm. i mean if, if definitely a few got some characterizations also how did that how they also completely wasted the dragon one <laughs> like the dragon one just was just went down so easily <laughs> <laughs> you expect more from a dragon deva you expect more from a dragon digimon period yeah. Dorbikman would be very disappointed. Yes, he would. Let's see, we'll give them a chance to do a few more questions if they answer them, and then we'll call it. So any of the figures we went over, do you think you're gonna end up getting or no? Uh, probably not. Like if I see one if I see one at a convention, I might like just a one off at a convention, I might pick it up if it's cheap, but I'm not usually a big I want I want everyone to remember this when he gets Giromon. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you if I end up getting Giromon, I will give you the context of how I ended up getting Giromon. <laughs> yeah, it will be like you were walking in the convention hall, you slipped, you stood up, and in front of you with a light shining behind him was Giromon. I somehow ended up with the anniversary Tokomon Koromon little figures, so uh to be fair, a lot of people did because I think it was Think Geek overbought a bunch of them. And at one point they were like they had like hundreds and hundreds of cases of them. Okay. And at one point that they could, sold them cheap. In, in my case, it was my wife coming home and it's like, yeah. "Hey, look what I picked up at Mall of America." Yeah. And at one point, um, they were selling them cheap, so a bunch of different dealers bought up a bunch of them yeah. to sell them at cons. Because yeah. I believe at one point, because one that set was never that expensive. It was like thirteen dollars. I believe at one point they were selling them for five. So. A bunch of them got out there to dealers. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, Ramona, because, you know, we were talking about different groups. What about X-Antibody Digimon? They had their anime. <laughs> yeah, they had their anime and they failed. We'll see, how, we'll, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll see how their new stuff does before we comment on if they should be in, you know, if they... I'd give them a second chance, like if they want to make another movie like uh hey let's 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 and and, hey we'll give it i'll give it a fair shake i will review it objectively let's wait and see how chronicle x is before they subject us to another cgi movie that that, that they cancel and turn into a tv special 
oh my yeah. god, maybe the Tournament Arc will be the next ev- yeah. X Evolution movie. <laughs> yeah. What, what? It's just going to be Desmond X is going around killing random Digimon in different now, now, locations. Do, 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 do you think we should check Kakudo's Twitter to see if he has any commentary on that story continuing? <laughs> he did do X Evolution. Yeah. <laughs> uh, j- okay. J- looks- I think he has some interesting headcanons for X Evolution. To be fair, is it to be fa- to be fair? Because nobody cares about. To be fair, X Evolution itself is sort of a, sort of a not quite what actually happened in the story the first time. It's a dramatic interpretation. Yes, and then randomly because they know we all like Tokemon, they do Tokemon X, who never appeared again. This child is dead, <laughs> and now his. And now his ears cross a slightly different way, which means that he's okay. Yep. That's all you need to do. Twist your ears a certain way. And it looks like the final question is, do you think Shoutmon X4 should be a figure? He's gotten some figures. I mean, the the Jap- the combination figure of him in Japan was quite nice. I hope we would get a Digivolving Spirits, which comes with the four, and they're all nice. But like, if you can track those figures down, it was pretty nice for the price back then. Somewhere I have it in a box. I I actually got those four figures and it was nice. I'd rather have X four B. They did him also. <laughs> you had to buy. You bought the X four stuff and then you would just buy Beelzebubon, who would become more legs. But yeah, that that stuff did show up. I mean, they finished with Damemon, which was a <laughs> hilarious place to end with because it looks great. Yeah. Dummy, dummy. Dummy, dummy. Yeah. Like, with, with, with that, are, do you think we're done? I hope so. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for showing up. Um, you know, argue with me and AR on the Discord. Um, we're actually close to a new Patreon reward where I have to go back to giving doing the lead-up again, possibly forever. Which is, that, that will both be very fun to do and a pain in the ass. Because it is time-consuming to make sure I'm pulling something that people actually want to see. Um, you, I'm, I mostly post from the with the will Twitter. I also post from mine, which you can see. There's Mark FBR, AR. Where can they find you? Uh, first agent ARP on Twitter. First agent on Tumblr. All spelled out. May can be found on TranslationMon on Twitter. She's also pops in the Discord. She will hopefully be back next time. At the moment, she's off enjoying that little Gabumon figure that just came out. I believe that's what she told me to say. I don't quite remember. Fair. Fair. Um, yes, but May is not in the hospital from skating. She's not asleep. Uh, she just couldn't make it. I mean, she might have been asleep at the start of the podcast. Let's let's be honest here. Yeah, that's like true. if you're not if you're. I don't. No guarantee that the day started. You know the yeah. The God the, admiring started out exactly. Yeah, that's true. Because that. because when the podcast started for us, it was seven a.m. for her. If yeah. if I if I were her like seven seven a.m. on a because it's Sunday for her, I would be asleep. Yeah, I might actually murder anyone who tries to wake because me up at seven a.m. on a Sunday. Available. Yeah. For the entire podcast does not necessarily mean you're going to be awake at seven. Yeah. May she's cheating on us with another podcast. Podultery. <laughs> Make sure to check out May's podcast, Lost in Translation Mana, as we mentioned. 
I mean, tech- technically, May's committing pod ultra just by coming on our show. Uh, so, no, does it count, though? Because it's her podcast. Like, she has another co-host, but that's her show in the first place. Mm, mm. Which is a spe- <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna. We need to get Jay on. No, no. What? what, Yeah, uh, what I was gonna say is we're gonna lose the joke at some point, and I think we've lost it. Agu would like to know: Is May the Green Ranger? No, she's the Silver Ranger because she vanishes at random. Green just would forget stuff or not be there because he didn't have powers. May is definitely the Silver Ranger, who showed up for one or two episodes and then left, and then came back with like a jet and whatever. No joke. I looked. I, I just googled pictures of Shoutmon X4B. I, I I stand by my. Yeah, and they made a toy of him. Yes, I see that. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I I stand by my choice here. No, I do. But what I'm saying is, is they could do something like, um, yeah. And I I know we said we were done, but I feel like we need to discuss this. They do a Digivolving Spirits Shoutmon X4, where it comes with the three figures plus Starmon and the. Huh? Does that mean you can take the Beelzebubon figure? <laughs> no, no, no. And what I was going to say was, since they're doing Ipmon and Beelzebubon, yeah. do do a Balmon that turns into cross Beelzebubon, but it can also combine with the with the Shoutmon X4. Yeah. I would... Uh, the technology is there. The technology is there. Come on, they did Omegamon and Pyildramon 20 years ago. Yeah. And those don't look that bad when you consider what they had to do. Like, when you consider they had to do War Greymon and Metal Grumon combining into an Omegamon figure, those look a lot better than they have any right to be. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're done? Or do we have anything else I to we talk were about? Done. I thought we were done. Yes, but you, you, you chose to bring up X4B. I like X4B. And for that matter, what about X5B? I think that's about it. That's a little extra. Yeah, but it'd be but it but it but it'd also be easy to do because what else is poor Sparrowmon gonna do? I mean, you can you could, I have an acrylic Sparrowmon. Yeah, I, I was about to say all. I was about to say yeah, in this house. I was about to say do a um a fig arts of Mervamon and the Sparrowmon can disconnect to combine with Digivolving Spirits Shoutmon. Digivolving Spirits Sparrowmon to Raptor Sparrowmon make it happen. <laughs> I Good think, night, everybody. Yeah. Good night, everybody. We, <laughs> we will see you next time. Thank you, everyone, for showing up. Bye. Bye.